Welcome to another inspirational teaching from Faith Family Church by Senior Pastor Mike DeBenke. For more information about our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv. Hey, good morning, faith family and friends. We're so blessed to be coming into your house again this morning to share God's word. Before we get started, though, there is some real important things we need to touch on. Uh, this situation that happened to George Floyd in Minneapolis was a travesty. It is absolutely heartbreaking. And I want us to, to make sure that we stay focused on what's important here, and that is to let our light shine. I believe that we are here to influence the world for good. And yes, there is bad happening, and it is horrible what happened to that man and what happens to other people um, every day of their lives dealing with that same situation. And we're going to pray for them. We're going to pray for God's grace. We're going to pray for the family who went through that horrific loss. But I think we need to stand up and let our light shine and just make a declaration that we're not going to allow this kind of behavior anymore. We are people that God has created to grow out of this carnal state of hatred and, and fear and racism, and we need to rise above it. And the only way that the world's going to get there is as the church leads by example and makes a declaration. So pray with me, if you would, as we get started today. We're going to pray for the city of Minneapolis and, and where this is going on, but this isn't a one-time occurrence. This has been going on for a long time, happening to a lot of people, and it needs to be addressed. So let's stand together. Let's be united in this as a body of Christ, no matter what color we are. We need to stand for the rights of every single individual who we believe with all of our heart were born on purpose, with a purpose, and is given the inalienable rights to pursue the life that God has for them in spite of where they come from. So let's rise up. Let's be the church that God created us to be, and let's make a difference and a positive change in this world. Amen? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the power, the authority, the influence that you've given us. We thank you that as we pray and release our words in faith, Father, that you're going to move on this and we're going to see a change. I thank you that there's accountability all the way up from the very top to the very bottom to not allow this type of behavior, not allow this type of, of attitude towards any other group of people. But Father, we get past this and we actually step into a new realm where people are treated like people, valued by God and valued by us. We right now pray for comfort and peace for the family of George Floyd. Uh, Father, we, just, we ask you just to minister in whatever way you can to, to bring peace to that family. Help them to get through this tragic time, this difficult time. And Father, I just want to pray for every other individual who goes through this every single day of their life. They feel this, this pressure, this, this, this look down upon and things and and Father, I have no idea what it's like. I'm not going to say that I do, but I know that you know exactly what they're going through. So right now, I add my faith to every person praying with me that this changes. This changes and turns for the good and for the better, Father. It will bring glory to you and blessing to every single one of us as we get past this. Bless our time together. Give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive your word today. And Father, we just thank you for all that you're doing, and you're bigger than this problem also. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, praise God. Um, I hope that you go ahead and jump in with me for this encouraging word. 
I believe God wants us to be encouraged. He wants us to be empowered. He wants us to be ready to step out and to reach out to receive the future that he has for us. Amen? We started a series last week called We're Not in Kansas Anymore. And um, I want you to know that this is going to be the second part of that. We're going to go ahead and continue on with it. And of course, the fact that we're not in Kansas anymore refers to the Wizard of Oz movie where the tornado lays Dorothy's house down from Kansas and puts it in the, the land of Oz. And when she walks out, everything is different. And that's kind of what we're facing in the world today. And we talked about last week how just because things are different doesn't mean they're not going to be good. I mean, over and over again in Scripture, people found themselves in the middle of transition, knowing that their lives were not going to be the same as they were before, and having to go ahead and, and, and deal with feelings of being unsure and insecure and not sure what the, what the future brings. As a matter of fact, today we're going to look at a story of a man who's exactly in that position. And I believe we're going to be able to glean some really positive things from the Word of God. So if you would, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11, starting at verse 8. It says this, it says, It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him in his, as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. So here we have a guy who God, he's in his home, everything is fine, and then all of a sudden God calls him into a different situation, into a situation of transition. And the story of, of um, Abraham as, he's, as, as the story picks up is here's what's happened. His family was in a, the town called Ur, which doesn't sound like a really exciting town to me. I'd want to get out of it too. But anyway, they were in Ur, and they were on their way to Canaan. But along the way, they got stuck. They, they stopped, and they ended up getting stuck in this town called Haran. And I don't know why they got stuck there, but for some reason they stopped. We'll look at it a little more. And uh, they literally stopped and got stuck in a place they were just supposed to be passing through. And uh, I think a lot of us maybe fall into that. And even though Abraham was surrounded by people who, who seemed to be content with, uh, with staying there, with, with being stuck in this position, who, who were maybe stuck in some sorrow, maybe s stuck in some, some grief, uh, maybe some small thinking people. Abraham knew that God had something more for him. And it, I mean, you know, I just, I know for me, I am thankful and I'm excited that God's got more for me in my future, that this is not the best it's going to be, but there's more coming and he's got goodness for me in the future. In spite of what's going on around me, I can have confidence that God's got something better for me. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite scriptures in Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. That's good news. Amen. He's got plans. God is making plans for me. He's making plans for you for good. In spite of what's going on in the world, God's got plans for good for you, not disaster, to give you a future and a hope. We have a hope because we have a heavenly father that's already working on it. He's already dealing with the situation. Abraham knew. He, he knew in his heart that, that, that I know God's got more for me. And he was, he was going to go ahead and, 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 and leave the familiar and leave that pattern that he was in. And he put his trust in God. And, and he believed that out there somewhere, he didn't know where exactly. He didn't know what it was going to be like. But he just remembered that, or he just believed that God had something better for him. And you've got to understand that in Abraham's day, he didn't have a cell phone to call somebody in Canaan. He didn't have Facebook or Snapchat to message somebody and say, hey, what's up? How's is it? 
What's the situation there? He didn't have any of that. Chances are he had no friends there. He didn't know anybody there. And most likely he had no family there. He literally was going, as the Bible says, by faith. It was by faith that Abraham was taking this step. It was by faith that he was going to follow the plan that God had for him and head to that new place. And you know, the beautiful thing about this story is that as Abraham went there, he, he obeyed the plan of God. He followed after it. <clears throat> the Bible says that in Canaan, that, that he, he occupied lands and that he built houses, plural houses. You know, that um, his family grew. Uh, God blessed him. He, was, he prospered there. Matter of fact, the Bible says that, that, that he was very wealthy in Canaan, that God had this future for him that if he would have stayed, in Haran, he never would have experienced it. If he would have got stuck, stuck in the promise, he never would have experienced it. And the point I want you to see today is when you're in a transitional period, which we all are in today, we're all in it right now, man. Things are changing. Things are not the same. We're not in Kansas anymore, amen? There needs to be a step of faith. There, there, there needs to be the right mindset, the right attitude to, to just say, I'm going to reach out and I'm going I'm to pursue what God has for me. I'm going to trust God in the midst of what may look like a dark storm. I'm going to trust God and I'm going to push ahead. Amen? And like Abraham, when you and I do that, God also has good things for us. He's got something better for us than what we're facing right now. So we have to realize that right now, today, the weeks to come, the months to come, it shouldn't be about us wanting to get back to what was. We need to be taking a step of faith to get to what God has for us. We need to be in faith to believe and trust that God does have something for us and that we're going to get past this point. Amen? Now, I don't know what you're believing for. I don't know what your dreams are. I don't know what, what you would like to see in, in, in your future. But I'm just saying that now is not the time to give up on your dream. Now is not the time to, to doubt what God can do, especially when we get past this season where there's so much doubt and, and, and fear and, and, and questioning and worrying. We're going to get past this. We're going to get past it in a big way, and we're going to walk in everything that God has for us. You know, the whole purpose for Faith Family Church since we began, began was to, to be a church where you could discover your, your, your purpose, the plan that God had for you, that you would come to church and, and realize that you were loved and that you were created on purpose with a purpose. And our mission is to help you find that mission, that purpose, and then to get you to take one step closer to what God has for you. you know? And then once you take that step, we want to take one more step with you. And then we want to take another step. And pretty soon we're taking the journey with you for you to discover everything that God has for you. That's why we're here. You know, our, our, our mission is to connect people to Christ through community. We do things together, and we get them closer to the plan that God has for them. But I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, uh, sometimes that, that's, that's our cheer, and sometimes it's our battle cry because there's so much going on around us to, to kind of try to distract us and, and discourage us from pursuing and trusting God. And now it's one of those times where it's our battle cry, and I hope and I pray that you have that same battle cry on the inside of you, that you're going to reach down deep inside and say, no, 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 God has something for me. God has something better for me. I'm here now, but I'm going to get to what he has for me. Amen? And, and, and we'll just prepare and we'll believe that God's going to, he's going to take us to a better place. Because the truth is, the future's not supposed to be the same as the past. It's not supposed to look the same. 
you know, we're going to gather again in our building and, and, and we're going to be rejoicing and singing and we're going to worship again and we're going to lead people to Jesus for salvation again and lives are going to be changed and impacted by the power of God again. And it, it's going to be incredible. We're going to see people get baptized to declare their faith. But guess what? It's going to be different. And we have to just understand that. It, it, it's a different time. We're not in Kansas anymore. Matter of fact, in Isaiah chapter 43, in verse 18, it says, Forget the things that happened in the past. Do not keep on thinking about them. Listen to this. I'm about to do something new. It is beginning to happen even now, in the midst of what you're in. It's, about, it's even beginning to happen now, if we can look for it. Don't you see it coming? Listen to this. I am going to make a way for you to go through the desert. God's going to provide provision. He's going to give you what you need to get through this. We're going to survive this. I will make streams of water in the dry and empty land. He's going to get us through. He's going to get us through. He's going to make a way where maybe it seems like there is no way. I'm talking about God doing something in your life beyond where you are right now. How many know that God makes all things new? He creates something out of nothing. He makes crooked places straight. He turns mourning into dancing. He turns ashes into beauty. He turns weeping into joy. God has created you, and, and, and he's created you and I with this restorative power. I mean, we have the potential. If, if we fall down and break our arm, it's going to grow back together. It's going to fuse and heal. If we get cut in our skin, it grow, we have this restorative power where it, get, it grows back together. God's designed us to get through. He's designed us to get past it. Amen? Just because it doesn't... Just because it's different doesn't mean it's not going to be good. And let me tell you something. Whatever you're going through, whatever it is that you're facing right now, with God, you're going to get through it. And I promise you, this chapter does not have to tell your story. You can get through this. You can rise above this. And you can have testimonies on the other side of this that will encourage other people who eventually are going through some difficult times themselves. And you know what? If it's not the same tomorrow, next week, six months from now, that doesn't mean it's not going to be good. We gotta, we've got to have our faith. We've got to take a step of faith in this. Amen? Jeremiah 40, 32, 40 says this. It says, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Listen, listen to this. God's saying he's making an everlasting covenant, an unbreakable promise forever, everlasting. Listen, I will never stop doing good for them. He's never going to stop doing good. He's never going to stop that. You know, it's, it's, it's just the way he is. One of the challenges that we face, having as good a life as, as you and I have, is we want to hang on to it. We want to we preserve it. We want to keep it. And people will go a great length to try to preserve a blessing that, that was just in a season of their life and try to carry it on to the next season. And, and, and it's not really the way it's supposed to be. We have seasons in our life, that, that's the way God intended it. Life has different seasons that we go to. You know, and, and, and in other words, what I'm saying is sometimes we hold on to something when we really should be letting it go. We should be letting this go and embracing the new season that we're entering into. It, 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 it's kind of like this where, where it's something, everything's so good. You're like, no, 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 I don't want it to change. I don't want it to change. You know, for example, like um, last year this time, 
the plants were coming alive, flowers were blooming. You know, it, it was just incredible what was happening. And that was last year. And then guess what? Spring gave way to fall, or to summer. Summer gave way to fall, and fall gave way to winter. And every one of those seasons had, had something that was beautiful about them. Every one of those seasons had something that was a blessing about them. And, and we have to understand that that's the way that God intended it. And, and, you know, here we are. We come back around again to a brand new year. And guess what? Everything's different. Everything is different, but it's okay because there's a new season coming. We have that promise. And the point is that, that with seasonal changes, you have to embrace some things and you have to let some things go. And, and, and there's a time, you know, in Florida when spring starts, it, summer's creeping in on spring. Man, we want to hang on to spring because we know how hot it gets in the summer. But guess what? We got to let it go. There's a purpose for that. And we've got to realize that God will get us through the, the, the summer months, um, just like he got us through them last year and the year before. God has so much for us. And, and, and we not only do that with, that, with, with, with things like that, but we also do it like I know um, when Chris and Jared were, were young and, and when they were little, when they were babies, uh, as, as they started to grow out of being a baby and into a toddler, I remember Donna saying many times, you know, oh, I wish they'd just stay babies just a little bit longer. You know, I wish they could just stay babies just a little bit longer. But, you know, a lot of times I was right behind her saying, oh, my gosh, I can't wait till we're out of this. Wait till, when are they going to get out of this diaper season? You know, you have a bad blowout, and I'm ready to say, let's make them grow up faster. Um, but seasons are like that. There's good and there's bad. And we have to understand that God's going to have a blessing, and he's going to have provision in every, every one that we face. I know that I was that way with my baby, uh, Bernie, who uh, I got a picture here of him the, the day that we got him. And uh, he's so cute and just amazing. And uh, here's a picture of him now. Uh, you can see what he looks like. Uh, did I love it when he was a puppy? I did. But you know what? I also enjoy him as, as he's growing into a, an adult dog. And now he can actually stand on his hind legs, and, and he's almost eye level with me. He's pretty close. I mean, he's gotten a lot bigger. And, you know, that's the reason why we take photos is because we know things are not going to stay the same. We know that they're going to change. So let's take courage in knowing that in the season to come and, and, and leaving this season and going into the new season, God's got something good for us. And he's going to get us past whatever we've been dealing with. And this is going to be a storm that's passed by. And we're going to go ahead and move into a brand new season with God and his goodness. Amen? Just because it's different doesn't mean it's not going to be good. I keep saying that, but I want you to get a hold of that. I don't want you to be discouraged. You know? I, I, I have a question for you today is, what are you expecting? What are you saying about your situation right now? Here's the thing. I've, I've written some things down. I've got some notes here that we're going to put on the screen as we go. But I, w I want us to all work together to get to a different but a blessed future. We're going to have to keep moving. We can't be like, like Abraham's family and get to a place and get stuck. We have to keep moving and keep pursuing what God has for us. Amen? So here's some things. I've got five things that I want you, if you can, take notes. If not, uh, I'll give you the list at the end. But these are some powerful things that will help us all work together to get to that different but blessed future. Amen? Number one, you've got to encourage yourself. You've got to encourage yourself. If we want to move forward with that big, wide-open attitude that Abraham had by being able to leave his family and go ahead and embrace what God had for him, 
then we're going to have to be, you know, taking a step of faith. We're going to have to be willing to, to go ahead and, and, and turn our back on the things that are there behind us, and we're going to have to move forward, you know. So what do you do? You've got to encourage yourself. You know, we, we, we need to talk to ourselves and, and, and tell ourselves and remind ourselves what God has for us. I mean, let's be honest. We talk to ourselves more than we talk to anybody else. And guess what? We listen to ourselves more than we listen to anybody else. So it only makes sense that that's where the enemy would attack and try to stop us in that area, try to get us to, to think less of ourselves, to, to question our potential, uh, to question everything that God has for us. But we can't let that happen. We have to encourage ourselves. We have to have that self-talk, that, that dialogue with ourselves that declares what God's word says over us. We have to be people of faith that speak words of faith. Apostle Paul said this, he says, we believe and therefore we speak. If you believe what the promises in God's word say about you, then you should speak those over your life. Amen? Don't let the devil undermine what God has for you. Number two, let's move on. You've got to make room for the new. Make room for the new. Each time Don and I have, have you know, transitioned from one home to another, we, we've made room for, for what's next. When we started out in a one-bedroom apartment, then we went to a two-bedroom apartment. Then right before Chris was born, we went to a house. And Chris and Jared were born there, and they were growing there for a while. And then we transitioned from that house into another house that, that had a yard. It was closer to grandparents. It was, it was really nice and fun for the kids. And we, had, we built a big fort for them in the backyard. And then from that house, we transitioned. And we went into another house. And this house is smaller because we knew soon our kids were going to be planning their own lives and moving out and, and going and, and chasing the potential and the, the promises that God had for them. And you see, the thing is that making room can, can be about, it doesn't have to be about just getting a bigger box. It can also be about emptying out the box, moving some things around. Uh, we have to, when we make room, I want to encourage you to be, to be willing to, to get rid of some stuff that you need to for this season that, that you're in. Maybe reprioritize some things and, and put things in the right order um, to make sure that you're set and you're prepared for what God has for us in the next season. You've got to be able to be able to, to kind of adapt as God's leading you. Now, the two bedrooms that were Chris and Jared's at our house are now offices that we use for the church. And we've, we've made room, we've reprioritized, and we've, we've changed things around. It's something that we need to do. And, and, and it's preparation time that is never wasted time. In Leviticus 26.10, it says this. It says, you will have such a surplus of crops, listen to this, that you will need to clear out the old grain to make room for the new harvest. Now, what that's telling me is that as we pursue God, as we seek him, that we're not only going to have enough to get by. Yeah, it may seem tough, and there may be some, some challenges on, on the horizon for you, but trust God. Speak words of faith over your situation and allow God to move in your life in such a way where he's going to get you through. But he's going to get you through in such a way <coughs> that you're going to move out the old. You're not going to be dependent on it, any, on it anymore, and you're going to make room for the new harvest that God has for you. Because see, here's the thing. Faith never looks back. Faith doesn't hold on to the past. Faith will always encourage you to keep moving forward. It's what it does. It's, it's what we count on. So what are we going to do? We're going to encourage ourselves. We're, we're going to make room for the new. We're going to start, and number three, sorry, I skipped it. 
Number three, we're going to start seeing yourself beyond where you are now. Start seeing yourself beyond your current situation. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25, it says, Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Now, the thing is about this chapter in Proverbs, it, it's filled with, with instruction and encouragement about letting God lead you and how he will provide for you to get you to the place he has for you. So what it's telling us is, is don't be distracted by what's going on on the news and on around and, and all this stuff. Don't, don't be looking back at how good it used to be. No, no, no. It's saying, no, get your eyes fixed on what God has for you. Get your eyes fixed on the promises of God. Get into his word and find out what they are. Look straight ahead. Take that step. Let him lead you step by step as he encourages you to move forward. Amen? That's, that's the thing that, that we're going to do is we're going to encourage ourselves. We're going to make room for the new. We're going to start seeing ourselves in, in, in a, in beyond where we are now, you know, not still stuck where we were, not in, in some negative situation, but we're going to, with eyes of faith, we're going to look forward and we're going to see past this because this is going to pass, I promise you. And number four, if you're, if you're still uh, taking notes, this is a good one. Speak words of blessing over your life, over your family, and over your future. While some things are, are not the same, and we understand that, there are some things that never change. Seasons change, but guess what? Jesus never changes. Matter of fact, in Hebrews chapter 13, 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We can endure change because we have confidence that God or his promises will never change. The Bible says the promises of God are yes and amen, which means final. It's a set deal. So it doesn't matter how much things change around us as we stand on the word and we expect and look forward to what God has already promised us. God's not subject to the COVID. God's not subject to the economy. God's not subject to anything going on. God is God. And we need to keep our eyes on him. Amen? We need to remember that he still restores. He still heals. He still does everything that he said he would. As a matter of fact, he promises us that he'll give back to us everything that we've lost. Now, that's good news. Some of you ought to be jumping off the couch with that. You've lost a lot, but God promises you he'll give you everything you've lost. Look with me in Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 20. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 20 says, I restore your fortunes. Restore means to bring back. I restore your fortunes before your very eyes, says the Lord. He's promising you this. See, the goodness of God doesn't change. He's a restorer. He gives back to us what we've lost. He will, this will never change. His goodness will never change because it's part of his character. It's who he is, and it's never going to change. Amen? So you know something else that's never going to change in your life? If you continue to trust God, if you continue to allow him into your life, you're going to still be blessed. You're still going to have blessings that are, are, are just incredible, and, and you won't be able to explain them except for my God. And I want to encourage you, reach out to the church family because I am hearing some incredible testimonies, testimonies about jobs and, and promotions and raises and not getting laid off and, and healings and things because they're trusting God. So let me encourage you, call, give a call. Hey, haven't seen you since this thing started. How's things going? I promise you, man, you're going to hear some testimonies. You're going to hear some things that are going to encourage you. Amen? And you know that God, you can take courage in knowing that God is going to continue 
to be God no matter what you're facing. And you've got to keep your eyes on him, look straight ahead. Amen? Our words affect our future. Our words affect our families, our children's future. So we need to be speaking blessing. Speak blessing. Speak blessing. Speak blessing. Did you catch it yet? Speak blessing. Speak the goodness of God. Speak the blessing of God. Speak the provision of God over your family, over your house, over your situation, I, over, your, over your jobs. Just, just don't go by what you see. Don't look at the problem. Declare the promise. And you wait and see what God can do. I'm telling you. And I want to address this because anytime that, you, know, you hear a message like this, there are some people, some of you right now watching probably maybe even feel this way where you start feeling condemnation where, ah, you know, I haven't been in faith or, ah, you know, I haven't been speaking, you know, good things and blessings over my family and, and I haven't been looking for what God has for me and stuff. And what can happen is as you start identifying with what you haven't been doing, you start feeling a little conviction or even a little condemnation. And that's where the enemy tries to sneak in. And you know what? I'm not telling you that's okay. I'm telling you God will meet you where you are right now. And you can change that this very second. You can, you can decide, you know what? I, I, I'm going to start speaking this. I'm going to go ahead and make this declaration over my family. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this declaration over my, my kids. I'm gonna, I just watched a, a report last night where a 12-year-old boy, 12 years old, had perfect health. He loved sports. He loved being in school. But because of the isolation, it got to him. And with his mom and dad sitting downstairs in the family room, he killed himself upstairs in the bedroom. They had no idea that he was dealing with this. We've got to speak blessing over our families. We've got to ask God, God, lead us into the, the right state of mind. Help them to see what's best for them and help your kids to trust God for something better. Help your kids to, to put faith and take a step like Abraham did and see what God has for them. It's important. We're going through difficult times. And this is not just a message. This is direction for us all to make it to a different but a blessed future. Amen? And you know what? Maybe you've been down. Maybe you've been discouraged. Maybe you're, you're, you're you know, just struggling and stuff. Just start, just start right where you are, declaring the promises of God over your life. Call somebody. Say, hey, Pastor Mike, I need you to pray for me. I need you to encourage me. I'm, I'm having a tough time here. You know, that's what we're for. That's what a church is for. Just because we're not meeting in a building doesn't mean we can't connect. Amen? And we're here for you. Your church family loves you. It's here for you. And God designed us this way where the whole body takes care of every part of the body. So we're here for you. Don't you dare be going through and struggling with this without reaching out for help. That's not the plan of God. Amen? Your journey could start now for, for, for getting on the right path. If, if, if you're feeling down and you're, oh, I haven't been in faith and I haven't, let me tell you something. That's a distraction for the devil to take you off course. Don't even give it another, another second of your thought time. You focus back on what the word says. You focus back on the love and the promise of God and he will take you to a better place. I promise you. Amen? Number five. We're getting to the end. This is the last one. It says raise the level of your expectations. Raise the level of your expectations. Raise the level, sorry, of your expectations. And I'm hoping you're getting this. I'm going to say something. I hope I don't offend some of you. But some of you need a shift in the way you're operating. You, you need to make some changes. And and I believe if you listen, God's going to speak to who it is that needs to. And all of us, I believe every single one of us can get better at this. 
that, that we're going to go ahead and, and, and we're going to realize that, that my expectations really are an indicator of my faith. My expectations actually expose my faith because a definition for faith is a firm expectation, something you believe strongly is going to happen. And see, the truth is, God usually meets us at the level of our expectations, at the level of our faith. So if you don't expect things to get better, they probably won't. If you just expect more of the same, that's probably what you're going to get. But one of my favorite stories in the Bible, it, it emphasizes and illustrates the importance and the power in this. And I want you to jump with me into Matthew chapter 9 as we look at this story. This is the story of the woman with the issue of blood. I'm not going to go long on it. We're just going to look at the scripture. Starting in verse 20, it says, Suddenly, a woman came from behind Jesus and touched the tassel of his prayer shawl. For, for healing. She touched the tassel of his, of his prayer shawl for healing. She had been suffering from continual bleeding. She had been hemorrhaging, literally, for, for 12 years. And the Bible also says that, that she spent all of her money, and she went to all the doctors she could find, and, and nothing could help. She was no better, and she had lost all of her money. But she had faith that Jesus could heal her. So listen to this. This, this, this is important. It says, so, for she kept saying, power of our words, to herself, power of our self-talk, what we declare over ourselves. If I could only touch his prayer shawl, I would be healed. Just then, Jesus turned around and looked at her and said, my daughter, be encouraged. My power has healed. No, I didn't say that. It says, my daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has healed you. And instantly she was healed. You see, Jesus' power is available to us all the time. The conduit that allows it to flow into our lives and make a difference is our faith. And this woman who had been dealing with something for 12 years, we've been going for this, through this for, for a few months. She'd been dealing with this. And you have to understand in her situation, hemorrhaging in her city, in her town, in that time, if she was hemorrhaging, she was considered unclean. She had to be isolated. She had to be in quarantine. Ring any bells? She had to be separated from everyone. But she encouraged herself in God. She reminded herself that God is bigger than my situation. And if I can just touch the hem of his prayer shawl, he will heal me. I'm going to be healed. There's a better future for me if I pursue God, if I pursue what God has for me. You see that? It, it, it's so important that we focus on this. It's so important that we see that 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 what we say and what we expect is connect, directly connected to what God can do in our lives. I hope you're getting this. I hope this is a blessing to you. I don't know what you're going through, and, and maybe you're sitting down on easy street and everything's cool. That's okay, because God's got something better. God's got something better for you. That's just the kind of dad he is. He wants to take us from blessing to blessing. The Bible says we're to go from glory to glory, living out the plan of God for our lives. That's what he has for us. So now as, we, as we're closing and we get ready to draw this down, I don't know exactly why Abraham's family stopped in Haran for sure, but theoretically you could make a case that, that when the whole family and the father, Abraham's father, Terah, when they got to this town, Haran, you see, Abraham had a brother who had died prematurely. His name was Haran. So when they got to this city with the same name as the lost son, I, you know, there could have been, I don't think it's a stretch, that there could have been some emotional um, grief, maybe some reminders of what they had lost. And I think really probably what happened was that, 
they got to a place where it, it, it was just, you know, terror probably said, I, I don't want to go on right now. He was probably dealing with loss. He was probably dealing with, with um, the loss of his son and, and feeling the pain of that. And he probably said, I just don't feel like pushing anymore right now. I just want to stop. And for whatever reason, they stopped. But they stopped in a city they were supposed to pass through, and they got stuck there. And isn't it interesting that when, when you linger someplace, you lose sight of what God has for you? We're to continually be pressing. Remember the scripture we looked at last week? Paul said this. He said, forget the things that are past. Press, which means strive to move on. We've got to keep moving. We can't get stuck short of what God has for us. Because, you know, once you, once you linger, you lose sight of what God has for you. And you know what the other interesting thing is? Is when you linger, your family lingers. Maybe even your kids linger, and possibly even down to your grandkids linger in a place that God never intended them to be because you got distracted, it got stuck. I'm not, I'm not coming against them, but I'm just, I'm just saying that I understand that's human nature. I understand that when, when, when we lose something, there's, there's pain and there's grief, and I've been through that. And I know that, but there's a time to get up and to move on. David, when he lost his son, he, he mourned and he grieved. But then he got up and he bathed himself and he walked out and he said, it's time to move on. And he went on and pursued the things of God. I'm telling you that I don't know what you've lost in this situation. I, I, I don't know what, what's happened in your life, but let's get up and let's move on. Let's keep pressing towards that different but blessed future that God has for us. Now, I don't want us just to stick on the, the story of Terah and his family stopping there. I also want us to, to identify with the fact that Abraham, who had the courage that one day in his life where he had the courage to rise up, and, and after being there so long, he decided to go ahead and to, to take a step of faith and, and, and to go out. And you have to understand, in this time, this was, this was borderline dishonorable for, for Abraham to do this because in this day, there was such respect and honor for fathers that that sons stayed with fathers and family stayed together that's the way they did it but yet here abraham wasn't being disobedient he wasn't being rebellious he was pursuing what god had for him and he went ahead and he did it the right way but he decided i'm not going to stay stuck just because somebody else is i'm not going to stay stuck if it, this isn't the place that god has for me i'm going to take that step of faith and i'm encouraging you get ready to take a step of faith Maybe it's just getting up and looking for a new job. Maybe it's just getting up and going out and doing something so you feel better about yourself. But get ready to take that step of faith. Amen? And I, I promise you God's going to do some great things in your life. I, I know this, that, that, and it's my hope from this message this weekend, is that when, when you hear this message, that, that your story will be the same as Abraham's, where um, by faith Mike stepped out. By faith Mike pursued what God had for him. By faith, Donna stepped out and pursued what God had for her. By faith, you know, Chris stepped out and, 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 and pursued what God had for him. In the midst of storms, in the midst of trials and struggles, he just kept his eyes straight ahead and he pursued what God had for him. Maybe by faith you put your name there and whatever you need to step out in, whatever it is that you need to go ahead and, 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 and say, you know what, I don't care what's got me here. I'm going to go ahead and push on and get to a better place. Yeah, I was there, and now I'm here, but I'm going to go where God's called me to go. I'm going to receive what God's prepared for me by faith. Amen? That's why Abraham is called the father of faith. He's our example. He shows us and teaches us how to do it.
Amen? So I want to encourage you. And listen, I, I know there are people that go around and they're expecting the worst and, and they're talking about how they can't get a break and how they always end up on the short end of the stick. But, you know, that, that this is my life story. You don't have to be that person. Matter of fact, I want to remind you of what the psalmist said in Psalm 27, verse 13. It says, I remain confident of this. And I hope this resonates in your heart. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Doesn't matter what's going on. Doesn't matter what we're facing. Our God is still God. And we remain confident that in the midst of this, we're going to see the goodness of the Lord. Amen? This is what God has for us. Come on, everybody, jump in. Make your declaration today. Don't let discouragement or distraction take your eyes off the prize. But you go ahead and rise up and be the person God created you to be. Use the power of your words and release it with all the faith that God has put on the inside of you to make a declaration that I'm moving forward and I'm going to get to the promises in spite of what's in front of me. I'm going to get to the promises. If mountains show up in front of me, I'm going to speak to them and they're going to be cast to the sea. The Bible says we can do that with our faith. Amen? So I just encourage you, don't, don't be down. Don't be discouraged. You look for opportunities. As I said, there's so many testimonies coming up. I know people that are making a lot of money right now because of new opportunities are showing up that they never imagined they'd be doing, but yet they're doing it and it's paying off for them and they're blessed because of it and they're giving God glory. So I want to encourage you. I want you to believe with me that this is what God has for you and that you're going to go ahead and you're going to speak the, the the positive and the blessings of God over your family, over your future, and you're going to do these five steps. I'm going to read them one more time to you. Encourage yourself. Number one, make room for the new. God's doing something new. Make room for it in your life. Number three, start seeing yourself beyond where you are right now. Amen? Speak words of blessing. Number four, over your life, over your family, and over your, fa over your future. You've got to make sure that you speak the promise, not the problem. And number five, raise the level of expectation. You've got to be expecting. When you wake up in the morning, be excited about what God's going to do today. And he will amaze you. Amen. I love you all. I miss you. I thank you so much for, for allowing us into your home and, and sharing God's word with us and, and us just, just kind of digging in and allowing it to, to get us to a better place. Now, I know some of you may be watching because you've been invited, and I know other people have invited people. So I want to say this. Uh, I don't know who's watching that is, is saved, born again, a Christian, however you want to call it, Christ follower, or is not. So I want to I give an opportunity. If you're watching today, and maybe you've never made Jesus Christ Lord of your life, maybe you've never experienced a relationship where God wants to do good in your life, and you never saw him that way, well, today's your day. The Bible even says that today's the day of salvation. So I'm going to bow my head, I'm going to close my eyes, and I'm going to say a prayer, and I'm going to invite you, and if you're already born again, please bow your heads. I know you're at home, I know there's things going on, but bow your heads, and, and, and just pray with me for the people who maybe don't know Jesus, but this is their moment. So let's all enter into prayer. Those of you who don't know Jesus, I want you to repeat after me as I pray this prayer. Amen? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the encouragement of your word. I thank you that you do have a better future for me and that you do have a plan for me, that my life has purpose and that I am loved by you. So, Father, because of that and the realization of knowing that, that you're my heavenly Father, I now take the step of faith to ask and believe that, that Jesus Christ would come into my life. Your word says that he was born of a virgin, that he lived a perfect life, but then he died the death of a sinner, not because he sinned, because he never did, but he died the death of a sinner to pay the price for my sin so that I would no longer be separated from you,
but I will now be reunited with you as my heavenly father. And your word says that my, my past, my sins are literally washed away, that old things are gone, all things become new, that I have a perfect, brand new, recreated spirit today. I receive that, I declare it, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord in my house, in my heart, in my life, in my family. I am going to see the difference that he makes as I yield, pursue, and keep my eyes on him. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. All right, listen, if you receive Jesus Christ for the first time, please contact us. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it on our website, myffc.tv. But contact us. We'd like to get some material to you. We'd like to help you start taking those steps on that journey that God has for you. And we want to come along and we want to be your church family, a place where you belong, a place where you're loved, a place where you fit in. Amen? Also, I just want to say thanks to the people who continue to, to put their ties in Faith Family Church. Uh, this is where we're making the difference. This is where things are happening. And God is turning some things around, and we are, we are being the church that he's called us to be, and we're excited about it. So if you want to continue to do that, or if you want to do it for the first time, you can give one of three ways, which will come up on the screen. And uh, we thank you, and we just believe right now that as you sow into God's kingdom, God's going to bring it back and put it in, back into your life, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. We love you very much. Thank you. Stay tuned for uh, our children's ministry segment of this. And I can't wait to see you. Bye. This is the end of this teaching. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay connected with our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv or like us on Facebook.